everybody. Welcome to the Paula Peralta show. I'm Paula Peralta, and this is a show where I bring on people that I love to talk about whatever we talk about because there's never a script. So. <laughs> um, today I am joined by someone who I absolutely adore. I feel like I would describe you as totally ineffable. Like, I just, there are no words, but every time we're together, we have such a good time and there's a lot of laughter and a lot of really great conversations. And we do this awesome thing where we've, we skew from like these super serious topics to like these like total, totally superfluous, like <laughs> things, like beauty, I don't know, things. And then we go back into these like really great conversations. So um, please welcome to the Bald World Show, Kristen Cherico. Hello. <laughs> I don't know what the word ineffable means. It means like there are no words to describe you. Well, I learned something new today. Like, like but in the best way. Okay. In the best way. <laughs> I love that for me. I know. Um, okay, so I don't even know, like, I mean, I would I would just describe you as, like, a creative, an artist. Like, how do you, like, a YouTuber, a um, comedian, uh, like... Yes, so I am... Ma, hi, my name is Kristen Cherico. <laughs> I am a YouTuber, a comedian, a writer. Yeah. That's kind of it. And also just, like, a brilliant <laughs> boss babe, like, in all the ways. That's really sweet. You're very smart. I learn something every time we talk. Really? Yes. Every time I'm like, oh, I never thought of that that way. And I, oh, yeah. Always. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, you taught me what a word meant already. So you're, you're already one up on me. Listen, it's just, it's a, it's a given, given receive, gifting and receiving this relationship. Um, okay. So yes, you too. But I want to actually talk about, I don't know if, um, yeah. I, tell me about stand up because you're a comedian, but I also know you recently started stand-up classes. In fact, I know for a fact you were in one last night. Yeah. But um, talk about, <laughs> tell me about that choice to go into, like, stand-up specifically. Like, how did that happen? Um. So, I it's something I've been meaning to try for a long time. Uh-huh. And I think, like, after I quit BuzzFeed, I was like, okay, now what do I do? Uh-huh. And I felt, like, very directionless for a while. Yeah. And, like, I, I, the problem with doing stand-up is I tried it in my early 20s. And when I performed on stage, it felt like I was drowning. Mm-hmm. Even when I wasn't doing bad, I felt like I was dying. Mm-hmm. And so, for me, for a long time, stand-up kind of felt like, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, when you're, when you're a smoker, okay? And it's, you kind of get to the point where it's like, you know, you, you only feel good when you have a cigarette. Uh-huh. But it's like if you never start smoking, you never have that problem. Yeah. So it was like the the best case scenario for me on stage is that like I I don't want to go into this metaphor. Let me start this over. So <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it because I, actually, were you a smoker at any point? No, me either. So I, I tried anyway so hard. Listen, <laughs> I tried to be a smoker in college when I was a freshman. I was just like, I'm gonna be because. When you're a theater kid, being a smoker is the easiest way to make friends. Oh, yeah, when, true. It's like um, a social thing. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm going to I'm gonna smoke cigarettes. And I hated it. And it was like, this sucks. This sucks. I don't have any money. And I was like, okay, well, I got to come up with something else to get attention. So, but yeah, I think like for me, it was stand-up. I always felt like I was drowning. And it was like, best case scenario, uh, I was treading water. But I wasn't having a good time treading water. Yeah. And so it was like. You like thought you were dying. Yeah. You it's like that's away from dying every time. Yes. So it was like, why am I putting myself in a situation where best case scenario, I'm surviving? And so I just didn't do it because I didn't understand that the only way to not get that feeling is to do it more than like three times. I mean, I feel like that's kind of a metaphor for life. Like yeah. life lessons with Kristen Cherico yeah. today. It's like, it turns out if you want to not feel like you want to die doing something, you have to do it more than a handful of times. <laughs> I know it's wild, but yeah, that's so I basically what happened was I think I during the pandemic, I was like. I don't know what to do with my life because, like, no one did. Yeah, like, that's not. I'm not special. Yeah. Um, but people were planting gardens. Yeah. and you were trying to determine your future. I was like, what do I do? Because I quit BuzzFeed, and I don't, like. I know, you know, I'd been honing these on camera skills yeah. for like a while, and it was like, what can I do with this? Mm-hmm. And I just I didn't know. And then literally in March, a friend of mine was like, I'm going to do a stand-up class if you want to do one with me. That's amazing. And then she didn't do it with me. <laughs> so- Isn't that always how it goes, though? <laughs> that's that's how it always goes. Is that you're like, okay, it's like the thing that's so hard for you and you finally have your support and then yeah. they're like, mm, sorry, and you're like, and then you have to like double down and be like, all right. I know, she, she's doing it in August, but I was just like, you know what, I'm not waiting. I'm just going to, I think I was, I was drunk at Disneyland. I was just like, you know what, <laughs> screw it. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So then I, 
like when all your best life choices happen. Yes, yes. When <laughs> literally every life choice I make happens. I got engaged at Disneyland while oh drunk. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, Disney World. Sorry, sorry. Okay, Talking about be specific. the park in Florida, not the park in California. Those Disney heads will come for you they will. if you they... misname either park. Yes, I know, because <laughs> I'm one of them. I have to join my own, like, picket. Um, yeah, so I, and then I started, I started a, a class in March, and then um, I performed for the first time for, like, a big audience mm-hmm. in May, mm-hmm. and, like, as I tell all my friends, unfortunately, it went really well. Because that was the one that was sold out, right? Yes. Like, I remember that show. Like, yes. Yeah. It went really, it was like, you got, you all had the opportunity to uh-huh. keep me from pursuing this, and you messed it up. You failed. You failed Turns at out, stopping me. I'm amazing. Yeah, it was like, you had the chance to make me not want to do this anymore, and you whiffed it. So now <laughs> it's going to become half my personality. <laughs> so Okay, but yeah. I actually, so... I love, wait, okay, keep, let's keep going because I actually love this. The idea of stand-up for me has always been really interesting because while I don't, I don't personally do it, I, I am close to a lot of people that do. And like the, the intelligence and the like quickness that you have to be, I think in order to like read the room, but also like tell your story, but then also like pace it correctly. But then also like, there's like so many things that you're thinking of at the same time. It's wild. You know, it's like. I think I got really lucky because a lot of these skills I've been honing for years. Yeah. Like, I think before I was like, I hadn't spent like all my time on camera. It was like, yeah, I felt like I was drowning. Yeah. But now I do this like literally every day. Yeah. So it's just a matter of writing. Um, so like, I think that's why this time it's like, this dog is so crazy. I know. <laughs> Should we just let him out of the... So like, Denaro's currently, you've seen him on camera, but he's currently in a kennel because we thought like, oh, he's he's done this thing where he runs and jumps up on me. Um, and so we might just like take him out because he's being so loud. And he's such a goofy. He is so. Dog. I know, I know we're getting off topic. But yeah. yeah, sorry. Anyway. Uh, no, uh, but yeah, uh, I think like, um, and you know, to be clear, I've been doing stand up for five months so like mm. i am not the world's foremost experience like i i don't know but no. you've done it which is more than i am I mean, yeah I've never done it, like so. yeah so but yeah i think like i i'm it's easier for me this time because i had done other things mm. that sort of helped with that because yeah. i didn't have the confidence to do this even even eight years ago even five years ago oh my gosh and i think that like now you know i've there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours of footage of me online doing, you know, whatever. It's like, how much worse could it get? <laughs> it's like, it's just not, you know. <laughs> like, you're like, really the low risk. Here. It's really low risk. It's like, at this point, I'm just kind of adding, you know, it's, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm throwing water into the ocean. Like, it doesn't really make a difference. But yeah, I mean, I discovered I really loved it. And I discovered that I had, I, I have a lot to talk about. Yeah, yeah. I like. I have a lot has happened to me, even in the last two years. Yeah. A lot has happened to me, and so there. It's at some point you have to stop telling stories to just your friends <laughs> and tell them to other people. The world, literally. My best Jen, who I run my channel with, yeah. who's like my best friend. Um, she <laughs> literally, it's gotten to the point where like I'll tell her a story, and she'll be like, "Hmm." Because she's already heard yeah, it. Yeah, she's already heard it probably six or seven times. And I'm just like, just tell me if you've heard the story because I don't remember. And so, like, doing stand-up sort of eliminates that problem because I have a new series of people to tell my stories to. For the to. very first time. Yeah, for the very first time. So it's, it's win-win for everyone. It's like the perfect situation, yeah. basically. That's so good. Okay, let's yes. go back because we met... Um, so we met actually at VidCon. Do you remember yes. this? Okay. Yes. Um, and... You, so at that point, you were still with BuzzFeed, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, so you may not know. So I've, I, I don't know. Is BuzzFeed still around? Well, I think so. <laughs> Chris, Kristen left and they fell apart. Are we allowed to say Listen, I left. So I left January 2020. Was it only that? Was it only 2020? 2020. I feel like it's been so much longer than no, that. No, it's January. Well, for me, it feels like I just left. It feels like mm. I left like 10, like 10 minutes ago. Uh-huh. It's like, no, I left over three years ago. Um, but yeah. It, <laughs> oh, sorry. No, no, it's good. Anyway, let's talk yeah, about it. Yeah. Yeah. So I left, I left January 2020. Um, 
And then literally two months later, obviously, like, the world changed mm-hmm. forever. <laughs> I didn't realize that was the timeline for you. Yeah. And so I was, because I left, I left BuzzFeed and I was like, okay, I'm going to write up. Oh, my God. So it's like, it's, it's that horrible adage, like make plans and God laughs. It was just like, I was just like, okay, I'm going to write a book about being fat and I am gonna, I'm going to like sell a, uh, an unscripted show about travel. <laughs> it was like, those are my being 2020 plans. Oh, so, I remember the travel show. Yes. I was like, I'm going to sell. Yeah. Cause I had a show. So I had a Facebook watch show yeah. uh, about travel. And I was like, I'm going to sell another one. And it was like about travel ridiculous and then like march happened i was like well okay i I don't neither of those plans are it was just you're like literally no one is traveling right now no one is traveling no one is doing anything but worried about this freaking about this pandemic so you know it just kind of threw everything into a into a into the rudderless sea but anyway that's not the question you asked i got way off yeah no it's fine um so we met we met at vidcon so if you don't know what vidcon is you don't know what vidcon is you don't know what vidcon is um it's wild. I it might so the first when I when we met that was my first time ever at VidCon and I was really? like what is this? Like it opened my eyes to a whole Jeez. other world of like it's basically we should probably tell people or just we could let the is this is this it, part of your stand up you just let it no. let the, build build it up. I could build it up. Listen, I haven't talked about VidCon my stand up but maybe I should. Um, <laughs> 1000% you should. VidCon is just like you I know. Listen, I, I'm never going to get invited to VidCon again after this, but like, that's fine. We didn't. We we were invited this year and we didn't go because I didn't want to. Um, so VidCon is, in case you don't know, basically like Comic Con, but for YouTubers and to a lot to TikTokers as well. I think it's like TikTokers is sort of a recent thing. Mm-hmm. I don't really know. I haven't been to VidCon a couple yeah, of years, I haven't been since. so I don't know like what the composition of YouTubers versus uh, TikTokers is. But basically, online digital creators who show their faces is 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 what all in the same yes. room at the same time at the same time. <laughs> and so a bunch of them in like of of every variety you could imagine. So they all come. They all they all come. They get put up in this uh, hotel in anaheim which like it's a secret hotel but it's always the hyatt so like it's not really it's like it's been a secret hotel for like seven years like it's a secret hotel. there are like mountains of kids outside of it who's like oh i wonder what hotel this is but they all get put into this hyatt in anaheim um and um the anaheim convention center hosts it and so but basically vidcon is a way to sell advertising to people who like video creators mm-hmm. And then they offer you access to those creators. So like video creators do panels and they, you know, they do meet and greets and like they, that's kind of it. Those are the two things. But, I, <laughs> yeah. but there's always these like, and it it was really interesting because I, um, I worked with a few creators on that, like during that run at that VidCon and it's wild, like the amount of stress that people are under. Yeah. I mean, the people, but it makes it. sense if you feel like it's like a, like a draft draft pick sort of thing, right? Like yeah. where, where people are coming to watch you to see if they want to invest in yes. whatever content so you're creating. So the, the thing is, is like, and then also like some creators perform and like, yeah. you know, it, it, there's, it's like a whole, it's a, it's a big circus. It's like, but also like there's a lot of business stuff too. Totally. It's like, ne- like I saw it as a networking event, but yeah. I, but hearing you talk about it as a creator go attending, I'm like, oh, that actually makes more sense. Yeah, it is like a, it is a networking event for us too because we yeah. can meet other creators, like right. people we might want to like collaborate with, and you know I think that uh, I, I believe we signed with our first agents there too. Oh, yeah, because like uh, agents, like all the major agencies usually reserve like conference rooms, to, like talk to creators they want to sign, and like you know it's it's a you know you meet brands you might want to interact with and like stuff like that and like. It's it's a it's a big like it's a big business thing. I mean, there's different sides of it. There's like kind of the business part of it, which is creators talking to brands, talking mm-hmm. to agents, talking to studios, talking to like whoever. And then there's sort of fans wanting to interact with creators. Totally. So like you're sort of if you're going as a creator, you're sort of like you're feeding two mouths at the same time. Mm-hmm. You're sort of trying to do business stuff, but you're also trying to like serve like the fans that have actually paid yeah. to be there because like you know you do like a meet and greet with 250 people. They've all like. They all want to see you. They've all paid money to see you. I forgot that, that people buy tickets. Yes. It's actually, like, it's why, I mean, maybe, I might do VidCon in the future. It's why we. I know. VidCon. I might, we no, might. I might see you. We might do in the no, future. I'll let you girls. I know. <laughs> it's 
not because the thing is here's the thing my my dirty secret is that I think VidCon is fun <laughs> is it a mess yes I think it's kind of a fun mess I have no so, it's amazing I have so much fun there it's mostly the parties are really fun the parties are super fun and it's I don't know if that opinion is necessarily shared by everyone I know mm. um but I think that God is fun. It's a fun and it's a mess. Like, but it's it's really interesting, and I think you start to see. For me, like going to VidCon, even just as a hair, like just, but going yeah. as a hairdresser yeah. and working with the artists, I got I saw a huge cross section of like YouTubers and TikTokers and the like Vine kids then moved over to yes. TikTok. Like, I learned a lot about kind of the the back end of content creation yes. in terms of like the strategy uh-huh. which I think was really interesting and I yeah I think like I always think networking events are really interesting no matter how big or small because you just you meet like that one person more yeah. often than not that like kind of changes the yeah exactly it's changes like it's, the game the best way I can describe VidCon it's like what if there was like a networking sleepaway camp yeah like, it's like what if there totally. what if we went to networking summer camp <laughs> yeah and no. then like you know we all like we met with our friends and we also met with some friends and totally. we also met with some fans yeah. and it's just kind of like art there's because there's a whole schedule too totally well and i think that's so by the way in case you didn't know this podcast is sponsored by vagara which is the booking app that i use and they um they have an event coming up called iconic 23 and it's in san diego in september and by the way click the link paula p is your code, you get $100 off. But the thing about it is, uh-huh. it's the same thing where like those those sort of networking events, there's part of you that's like, oh, but then there's also part of you that's like, but it just takes that one connection Listen. to like, could that can open up a whole world of yes. possibilities that you didn't even know existed. Yes, it's true. Like, I, I mean, I've met some great people at VidCon. I've had some good times at VidCon. I've had some of the worst times of my life at VidCon. <laughs> but like, that's not, you know, that's not VidCon's fault. <laughs> That, that's Chris. That's on Kristen. That's, that's Kristen's choices. Like the parties of it. I mean, the parties of it kind of are silly. They're like they're like they're. I remember one year. One year, so the the big party at VidCon for like the creators and the brands is the Studio 71 party. Okay. Yeah, um, so the studio, I don't know if you know about this. I think I, yeah, I think I got someone ready for it. So the Studio 70, yeah, it's the Studio 71 party. It's like, it's the big party. Every year it's a big to-do because like all the creators are just like, all the creators are trying to make sure they got their invitation to the Studio 71 party, which is like silly. I personally, listen, this is my personal plea, the Studio 71, <laughs> just invite all the creators from the beginning. If you don't already do it, just do it. It's so stressful. Everyone spends like all of Friday stressed out about this. You can help you, you can make a difference. <laughs> just invite them all and give them all plus one and be done with it. Anyway, it's a huge thing. And then like you have to pick up your wristbands, and then it's like, oh, and then there's like an upstairs. So it's like who's allowed in the VIP area and who's not allowed in the VIP area. Mm. It's a whole, it's a whole thing. It's at the House of Blues every year. Mm-hmm. And they're like, it's a secret, it's in a secret location. It's at the House of Blues. It's like it's not, and there are like hundreds of people who go. It's not subtle. Um, oh, I have a side story about this in a second. But it. anyway, so one year, I want to say it was like, I forgot what year it was. It was like maybe the last year Quinta Brunson went with mm-hmm. us. Uh, but like, wait, was Quinta Brunson with BuzzFeed too? Yeah. I just saw her at the Met Gala. I had no idea. Yeah, that's how, yeah. That that's was how like, she got. Yeah. I mean, well, listen, she does like a lot of things. Like, yeah, I, no, I don't, she's amazing. I wouldn't say it's how she got her start because like yeah. she's done like so many things, but like it is one, it is one of the foundational things she did. Oh. Um, but yeah. She so was, she was like in that crew with you. Yeah. Okay. So, like, that year, like, this was back when the Studio 71 party was more of a mess. And it was just, like, we, and we were just, like, what do we go to this? We were, I don't even know what party we were at before that. We were at, like, a different hotel party. And the problem with all the parties that all the kids who go to VidCon know about where the parties are. Uh And so they, like, stake out outside the parties, like, hoping to get, like, so, like, I remember Jen and I were sitting, like, by this pool. And, like, there were these, like, two kids being, like, hi, like, through, like, a fence. And we were just, like. Like, you kind of feel like zoo animals where it's like, hey, uh, we're trying to smoke weed behind the pool. <laughs> but we can't in front of you. But anyway, so uh, Quinto was just like, we're going to the Studio 71 party. So we all get in, like, this van. And we're like, we think we're being sneaky. We're like, we're going to go through the parking garage. We're going to we're gonna sneak behind so none of the kids see us. And then we go through the parking garage. We get dropped off in the parking garage. We're like, we did it. Yeah, high five. And we step out onto, like, the big open space in front of the club. And, like, we open these doors, 
And it was like, you know, in the zombie movie. Yeah. When like the, the heroes think that they've escaped. And then they and, open the and doors. And all they open the doors and there's like hundreds of zombies who all turn around at the same time. That was us, but it was like 17 year olds. And we were just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> we, and all the kids start like coming towards us at the same time. We're just like, we got, oh, we gotta go. We got, we're trying to, we gotta go around you. And so like we hid out in a red robin bathroom <laughs> and then like quinta went and like found someone and like fish just out of the red sorry the mic quinta went and like found someone um cassie i believe yeah who used to work for studio 71 who's now a manager oh yes i'm so excited to remember that name uh found cassie fish just out of the red robin and got us into the party and we were just like you know this would have been prevented if we'd all just been invited <laughs> on Friday. Oh my gosh. Mess. Wait, okay, so I know we're jumping around, but yeah. I feel like people need to know about this. So, um, can you talk a little bit about what you did at BuzzFeed? Yes. Uh, so, I I did like a lot of things at BuzzFeed. I had several different jobs. Yeah, and BuzzFeed was like major. At the, it was like kind of at the height, right? Yeah. When you were there. BuzzFeed was like a really, I mean, like there was a time where internally... I think people talked about it like this is like the new SNL. Mm-hmm. Like this is where digital creators come to get to like launch yep. and become like who they are. And like it's like a talent finding factory. Mm-hmm. And I truly think that that was definitely the case for a long time. And it could have been the case for much longer. Mm-hmm. And that's all I'll say about that. But I had a lot of jobs there. I, I started out as a writer. Mm-hmm. I, st- I started out as a writer. And then... Um, I was like briefly a manager and I like did not like that. And Mm then um, I one I think what how did this happen? Oh, I was in um, an article where it was like a bunch of women trying on one size fits all clothing. That's right. And I remember that I was I was a replacement. I was asked to be like a part of it because like they they needed someone who was like fat and short because I had like Sheridan Watson, uh, who's a TV writer now, uh, is tall and like statuesque and and fat, but they wanted someone who was like short and fat, and I was like, that's me. So then I did it, and then like I like wrote like a bunch of like quippy one liners about like all of my experiences trying on the clothes. And it was a, the article was a huge hit. Uh-huh. It was like a big, big hit. And I was like, oh, I should do this with other things. Uh-huh. So then I started writing projects where I was like doing experiential stuff. Like I got fitted for a bra, like a bunch of different stores uh-huh. and like, you know, and then they all started doing well. And then I kind of like developed a brand from that. Yeah. And then I started doing the video versions of that. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of eventually stopped writing the articles and just started making videos about it because I didn't want to write the articles about it. Um, and then in like 20, I want to say 15, um, they were trying to come up with like a, a girl version of the Try Guys, mm-hmm. but like not the Try Guys. Yeah. Um, and like, so there was a show called Ladylike that they were that was being developed. That's right. Um, and I was like, my boss was just like, I, my boss who was a really good advocate for me was just like, I think Kristen should be a part of this. And then there was a video guy who was like, I also basically two men decided I needed to be on the show. Two men just kind of like, shall be done down on the show. (laughs) So then I did like one episode of it. Um, flew to Disney world, got engaged, came back. Um, (laughs) then, um, it was like it was a project that like video the they weren't like super invested in for a while. Mm-hmm. But like I would come back and do like videos every so often. Like I think there was one that I produced. Um, but and then it kind of started getting popular. And then like a lady like kind of became like its own show, and then it became its own team, and then it became like a big thing. So mm-hmm. I was on basically most people know me from a show on BuzzFeed called Ladylike. Yeah. And then we did that for I guess from I guess from end of 2015 to whenever it is I quit. <laughs> so end of end of 2019. Yeah. I was I was the last person from Lady Like to quit. So I would say end of 2019, I think we filmed our last one. Wow. Um, so four years. It's a we, lot of content. We did a lot. We we went to Kenya. <laughs> like what? Did I tell you this? No. Yeah, we went, our, oh my gosh. First of all, the first travel shoot I've ever done was go to Kenya. Like, the double black diamond of travel shoots. 
<laughs> because like it, it for a couple reasons, you, the flight takes you the the it's a twenty hour flight, mm-hmm. and there's no clear time to sleep on the plane because time zone wise, you show up at such a bizarre time. It's like you you we flew out at two in the afternoon and we got there at two in the morning, but it was daylight the whole time because we flew to Amsterdam and then we flew south. Oh yeah, so it was just like it was never night. It was just day for like twenty four hours for us. <laughs> See. For my travel, like that doesn't even affect me because I got my eye, I got my eye mask, I got my melatonin, oh, I got good. my like oh blanket, my, my pill. I'm like, oh, you're so good at sleeping on I'm planes. Ca- I'm so good at it. I calculate. <laughs> I'm like calculating. I'm like, okay, so if I want to get on Kenya time because I'm going to Kenya, then I need to start sleeping at this time. Oh, it's a whole thing. It's a. It was. It's like tough. And plus, like, there's not um, that for that reason, and also because uh, cell service. Because we, oh, we also yeah. we drove through Kenya. We drove through Kenya, which is like all, one of the most beautiful drives I've ever done yeah. in my entire life. There is no cell service. Oh so there's really nothing to do for like 16 hours Indeed, except gossip, which we ran out of that real fast. <laughs> it was like talk shit and uh, contemplate your life choices, which like after <laughs> hour four of contemplating your life choices, you're just like, maybe my life choices aren't so good. <laughs> um, yeah, we, God, we did so many things. We like... I mean, we we did a video with Cirque du Soleil. We did a video in with, Kenya. No, no, no. Oh, <laughs> no, in Kenya. No, 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 no. no. Uh, we did in Kenya. We um, we went to uh, the Sheldrick Trust uh, Elephant Sanctuary, oh. which is a baby, basically a baby elephant orphanage, and we got to we got to play with and interact with the baby elephants. Did you cry? Yes, it was. It's amazing. I mean, like when I say play with, it's like it's kind of hard to. It's like. Can you really play with like a really small truck? <laughs> Can one play with a boulder? It's like you can't playing is kind of doing a lot of work here, but like it's like the baby elephants and like they're super social and they really want to interact and like they, you know, it's good for them to interact with like others and like get like positive touch and stuff like that. But they roll basically like you show up and like it's feeding time and like the herd of like little, basically like, like little little rocks come like tumbling, <laughs> little boulders come tumbling down the hill and like they're like little puppy rocks where they're just like hi i'm your friend but also i could kill you <laughs> they're like oh my god it was, it was that's amazing. amazing yeah um we also we went on safari which like safari is really fun mm-hmm. um we went to yeah we drove from nairobi to mombasa mm. and we stayed in a place called diani beach which is like a resort town and like we got to like we basically jumped. We went. We f- we landed in Nairobi and we drove to the Indian Ocean, which was awesome. I'm, I'm gonna sound like a total idiot right now, but what? I forgot that the Indian Ocean even existed. It does. <laughs> it's still because, there. You can still go to it if you want to. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. I'm gonna <laughs> book flight to Kenya. The Indian Ocean is beautiful. It is blue. It is warm. It is awesome. At least to the part that we went to. Maybe yeah. I'm sure not the whole thing, but like. Um, yeah, I mean, what else did we do in Lady? Like, I honestly, I forget all the things that we did. Like, all videos will pop up, but I'm like, I have no memory of that. <laughs> I'm sure that was fun, but what was so what was that like then? Four years of just like pumping out content with Lady, like, because I mean, how often were you? You were dropping videos pretty often, twice a week. We were dropping videos oh twice a week, which was not, it was not sustainable. It was like, it was too much. Um, I think for a while it was like, if you have like a lot of people helping you, Mm -hmm. dropping two videos a week is something you can do. Yeah. The problem was like, BuzzFeed kind of just kept like taking away from us. And Mm. it was just like, it was like, it it kind of, we had to do more with less. Mm -hmm. But they wanted like the same stuff, but they didn't want to give us the same Mm -hmm. resources. Yeah. And when we would point that out, they would get upset with us. Um... It was not, it was, I'm trying to find a way to say this in a, well, I mean, you said it's not sustainable. It was not sustainable. Yeah. It was not sustainable. It was not fun. It was exhausting. I mean, I talk about this on our channel. Yeah. I've mentioned that like the last like six months before I quit, my therapist, um, basically like sat me down and was like, you have, you have to take a month off. And I was like. Why? First of all, that's not possible. Like, I'm prepping a show for Facebook Watch right now. That's not going to happen. 
And she's like, if you don't take a month off, you will not have a choice in the matter. Mm. Like, you're not going to make it. And I was like, I don't think I was like, I I was like, I appreciate this. But like, there's nothing I can do about it. Mm-hmm. Like, we just closed on like a, a huge show. I produced eight episodes. First of all, I produced eight <laughs> episodes of a TV show for a budget of one hundred thousand dollars. I don't know how I did that. That was that was ridiculous. I'm never I'm never doing that again. <laughs> Don't don't come to me and be like, make me a show for a hundred thousand dollars, so I won't do it. So <laughs> it's not gonna happen. But uh, yeah. So like, I was like, okay, well, what's the worst that could happen? And then I had like basically like a, I don't know if I had a nervous breakdown. I had a breakdown like mm-hmm. while we were in Greece shooting. Mm-hmm. Like, and by breakdown, I mean like I couldn't stop having panic attacks. I kept mm-hmm. like, I kept like almost passing out. I couldn't stand. Like I was so nauseous. I couldn't. I was like, I basically like, my body like just gave up. Mm-hmm. Like there's um there's a sequence during the show, during I think the Grease episode when I'm trying on clothes in between takes like I'm being like held up by our production coordinator, like, <clears throat> so, like I literally I like it was like in between takes I had to like just I, I thought I was gonna have to be airlifted out of Greece I didn't think I was gonna make it you know what's really annoying is that that's the best episode of the show, it's, it's so dumb. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, that's kind of, and I think like I talk about this, but what made me so angry is that like nobody, everyone around me knew what I was working on and what I was doing, but no one around me was particularly concerned with how it was going for me physically. Mm. Everyone was like, oh, it's fine. Like no one, there was no one around who was, who was able to kind of be like, this is not a good, Mm -hmm. like Kristen's going to lose it because like no one, that wasn't. No one cared. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be frank. No one cared. Well, and I think it's like, there's so many layers to this because, I mean, as someone that's like, obviously a high producer in a lot of ways, like, and I I mean, I can kind of relate to that, but I think, did you feel like you couldn't, like, you felt like you couldn't stop? I mean, you said you talked to your therapist and you're you're like, there's just no world. There's just no time. Yeah. There's no world. I literally went to, so I went to HR Mm -hmm. and I told them like, so I've been told, like, by my doctor, that, like, I've got to take time. And she and the HR person I talked to, who was super nice, was just like, yeah, okay, let's find a way to make it work. And I think she quit, like, three weeks later. <laughs> because, yeah. like, it was just They not, were like, there is no world where Kristen can stop. Well, it's just, there just isn't. And it's just, like, so people, people knew what I was doing. They knew I was struggling. There was no, there were no guardrails. Mm-hmm. There were no, there was no, like, oh, hey, maybe we're, maybe we're driving, maybe we're going to put this person in danger. Yeah. Um, and it's like, you know what it's, it's like what you, sometimes mm-hmm. it's hard to be like, I have to stop because, yeah. cause you can't, cause I've been going, going, going right. for this long. Well, and when you're like, spinning so many plates and like momentum is a huge part of creation. Yeah. Like, and like, it, but people don't understand is that like producing videos and also being, being in a video mm-hmm. is a tremendous energy suck. Yep. The best way I can describe it, it's like, imagine your car being powered by nitrous mm. and you just go for like an hour. And then like afterwards, it's just like, I please don't talk to me for like five hours. Yeah. Because I've just, I've used all of <laughs> I my feel energy. So seen. Yes. <laughs> it's just, I, and that's, that's what was hard to communicate yeah. to people yeah. who were in leadership. Well, and I think it's hard because like being like gregarious and bubbly and talkative and all of those things are like natural. They're like natural characteristics, right? Like, yeah. like being chatty and like being able to have a conversation like this, it comes naturally to us. Yeah. So people think that it comes naturally to us all the time. Yeah. And that they can put a camera on you for 24 hours. And you'll just be like And this. that you're going to maintain this level of like, yeah. And I'm like. No, no, this no, is, no, no, that's not how, like, I no. need time to be, like, starfish naked on yes. my bed to just, like, not talk to anybody and, you know, like. You need time to, rec- you need yeah, time you to recover. recharge your batteries. Totally. Like, it's like, you, this it's is. like a cell phone. Yes. Yes. You use it, use it, use it, use it, use it. Use it all the way you want to use it. Open all the apps. But, like, at some point you got to plug it in and just let it. Exactly. Recharge. Exactly. And like I, I think by summer of 2019, I'd reached a point where I could not be recharged. Mm. I think I, I just needed a new battery, mm. like the old battery. Just throw the whole thing throw away. Throw the whole thing away. It was like not. Um, it was like not uh, not recoverable. But yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes. I actually, I know, I, I do want to talk about this, and I'm curious if you, and if there's anything where you're just like, let's not, then no, go for but it. I, I feel go, like go bananas. Um, bananas. Uh-huh. Um, 
just a little OCD moment. I'm going to tuck that away because it's not supposed to be on the table. Um, <laughs> anyway, so people talk, there's a lot of talk right now about burnout. Yeah. And um, people talk about like, take time for self-care and make sure, you know, whatever, like taking time, like rest, rest, right? Yeah. And I think the thing that I always... I kind of like have some resistance come up every time I see it because the thing about burnout is you don't avoid burnout by resting. You actually avoid burnout by changing like the behavior. Man. Yeah. And I think like that's like a conversation that not enough people are having because and and I to some extent and I obviously not to like discount your experience, but I can relate to where like you're going, you're juggling all these things like things. So many things are going well. So you got to capitalize on that and you feel like you got to like you know, engage and connect and do all these things and keep creating. And then what's next and how are you reinventing yourself? But like the thing about that is when you're functioning at that high level, it's not just about getting eight hours of sleep. Like it's not about resting. It's exactly what you said. Like people, there needs to be people around you that are like, Hey, like we need to space this out so that you have, yes, yes. Maybe it's eight days of shooting, but let's make sure that it's two, two hard days of shooting. And then maybe you have two days off. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, like people that can be around you to help manage things, Mm -hmm. I think is so important and like it's I can't overstate enough the importance of having people that are just like supportive. Yes. <laughs> but supportive in a way that they're willing to handle some of the hard things because it's hard to create and create and create and then also have to be like, and I need to take care of myself and let me put these bump stops in place so that I don't run off the rails. Yeah. Like it's so anyway, I don't do you have anything to like yeah, add to that? I would say the thing about burnout, unfortunately, is that sometimes you're burned out because you don't like what you're doing. Yes. And facts that can't be fixed. That Mm-mm. can't. And I, I, it needs to be changed. Yeah. It needs to be changed. Like it fundamentally needs to be changed. Mm-hmm. And like, I think like when we started our new channel, um, Jen and I, yeah, I'm a, I have a channel called the kitchen and Jordan show yes! and Jen and I'm, Jen is my business partner and she is a delay and I like her so much. And that's why we started a business together. But when we started the channel, we kind of sat down and we were like, okay, so we we narrowly escaped with our lives. Uh-huh. So let's not do that again. And it was like, let's talk about like what we're gonna do different. And we we kind of like set some ground rules where we were like, if either of us doesn't want to do this anymore, we stop. Mm-hmm. If either of us is feeling like emotionally like distraught or burned out, we don't push through it and shoot anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, we only release once a week, which like the difference between once a week and twice a week release schedule wise is like the difference between having one child and two children. Mm -hmm. It's, it's monumental. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, we were like, we're not going to do videos that make us uncomfortable just because we think that they'll get clicks. Mm. Like, and so I think like all those things helped. There are some days where like Jen will show up at my house and be like, I don't think we can do this today. And it's like, okay, then we don't do it. Like, you know, it's like we're only supporting the two of us. So it's like, and we're not making, we're not trying to like generate profits for a company. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if we don't shoot that day, it's not the end of the world. Right. Whereas at BuzzFeed, it was like, if we don't have a release, it's like, we're going to have to have like five meetings about it. Mm -hmm. And like the meetings are all going to be like, why don't you have the release? And it's going to be like, I don't, because I'm dead. I don't know what you want from me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, luck, because, because we have no one to answer to but ourselves. Yeah. it, It, it helps a lot working for myself changed my life mm-hmm. and I, I know it's yeah exactly and I know it's not an option for everyone mm-hmm. but it was the only option for me I yeah. don't think I could ever go back yeah. like geez Louise mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a life changer okay well and I want to be I want to be clear about that because I think like yes that there is a there is a degree of privilege associated with it absolutely and also I will tell you and I and the world that I was really broke for a really long time when I started working for myself. Yeah. So I think like, that's the thing is it's like, pick your heart because you can either hate your life working for a company that's not supporting you or that, you know, you don't align with that then takes a toll on your mental health. Or you can be like, all right, I need to make some like financial shifts for a minute so that I can like keep, you know, and maybe you have to hustle a little bit more, whatever that looks like. There, like there are, for me, that, that was the choice. Like I could pick my heart. Like I can walk away from the money, but have my mental health and, and like feel good about how I'm showing up in the world. Or I can, you know, I got, and I, to that, to that note, I should note, like, yeah, there's a lot of privilege there. Like when I left Buzzfeed, 
I I had like I had a little bit of savings, uh, which is wild because I'd never had savings in my life. I had a little <laughs> bit of savings, and I also have a spouse who makes more money than me mm-hmm. and has health insurance that I can be on. And like that made a huge difference. For sure. And like that wasn't always the case. Like we've known each other for like almost 11 years now. Like, so it's, you know, it we've definitely grown together. So it's like, it's not like this, this person plucked me out of obscurity. It's like, I'm going to support you. It's just, yeah. but it's like having a stable spouse helped me too. So yeah. it's like, I, I'm aware of the fact that like I was in a good position yeah. to be able to do this. And yeah, but you had also worked so hard to get to the, you know what I mean? To get to the point where you, yeah, you had to make the choice like for your mental health, but Uh also like you worked really hard to get to the point to have any level of privilege or savings or anything like that. They tried to get me to stay when I quit. Really? They, They tried to get me to stay and I was just like, absolutely not. And what's so funny is that like they tried, they tried to get me to stay, but they would just laid me off like a year or two years later. Really? I don't know why I'm whispering. Everyone can hear me. But like it's the dramatic. Just, it's a thing. secret. Yeah. They would have laid me off. They would have they would have laid me off like within two years. It's like they would have been like, please stay. And then they would have like broken my heart. So it's like mm. sometimes you gotta dump them first. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so okay. So then yeah. so you leave BuzzFeed yeah. and I love where this whole conversation, the, the uh, meandering path. Uh-huh. Um, so you leave BuzzFeed and you, you were going to start your travel show. Yes. And then. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to pitch a tra-. Well, we thought, I thought I was going to do a second season of Empty Suitcase, which was my travel show oh, for Facebook Watch. Yeah. And actually for a second there, it was, it was I don't care. I didn't sign an idea. I don't care. Um, Facebook, so Facebook wanted a second season, uh-huh. um, but like we just couldn't make it because mm. it was like, first of all, even if I could travel, it's like nothing's open. No one yeah. wants to see people travel during the pandemic. So yeah, so that didn't happen, but I was going to do that. And then I was going to write a book about like, I think like being fat, which like I didn't really want to, but I was like, I don't know what else to write about. A couple of people did that though. I feel so like during the pandemic. And that's the thing is that yeah. lots of people, I think. A lot of people have written books about fatness that are going to be better than any book I would write about fatness. Mm. I don't think the book I write about fatness would be particularly more insightful than that. And so it's like, I don't really, I don't have anything to add to that conversation. So I'm kind of glad that that book will probably never, I don't know, maybe it will, <laughs> maybe 10 years it will, but like it probably will never uh, see the light of day. But that, those were my big plan, my big plans. And then those plans got like shot out of a cannon. Mm-hmm. Totally. <laughs> so when did you launch um, Kitchen and Jordan? So um, we launched October 2020. Okay. Um, we decided before we left BuzzFeed, we kind of had soft decided to start a channel together. Mm-hmm. And then in January 2020, we were like, okay, let's, we should start a channel together. Um, and then we were going to launch in April. And then we were like, okay, I guess we're not launching in April. And then I think like in July of 2020, maybe even before that, we were both just like, we are going to lose it if we can't work Create. on something. Yeah. Um, so then we formed a pandemic bubble. So it was me, which was tough. It was me, Jen, Jen's roommate, and my wife. And like that was it. Um, and it was like really, it was, it was hard. Cause like, well, especially for Jen's roommate, cause she's in a pandemic pu- bubble with like three people she doesn't know. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it was, it was really, sorry. Sh- hey, Abigail. Yeah. Thanks for doing that. <laughs> we sorry. Pre- we, we appreciate it. Sorry. Thank you. <laughs> you, you were the best. You're a real one. Thank you. Um, but Abigail's great. But, um, yeah. So we, we, we had a pandemic bubble, um, and that, got us through mm-hmm. um because otherwise like i mean i i think i think i talked to jen and i want to say june where i was like man the the suicidal ideation is really uh mm. turned up a lot and i feel like you know because you have to imagine like you, you remember what it was like then mm-hmm. we had no idea when sure. anything was going to get better mm-hmm. we, we and it was just like it's just going to be our lives forever we're going to be locked in our homes yeah so i was like we have to work on something so we and I honestly working on the channel in like the summer and the fall of 2020, I saved me because mm-hmm. it was like I was honestly I was so grateful to make YouTube videos again. I was like, oh my god, perspective, perspective. Oh, it was like a gift. Oh, it was a gift. Every time Jen came over, it was like a third person. <laughs> um, yeah, and like, and we we told ourselves that we were gonna do the channel for a year, and if the channel wasn't profitable in a year, then we were gonna abandon it. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
we broke even in like two weeks. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah. And we were like, oh. We also discovered that like BuzzFeed had kind of lied to us about how much our videos were making. Of course. Like a lot. And we thought that it was impossible to kind of make a, a living as creators with like a modest like view count. Uh-huh. And that is not true. Okay, but also let's be fair because modest view count. You're, I I checked your channel the other day <laughs> and you've got like a ha- over half a million followers. Yeah, but like that's like not. But here's the thing, though. You look at someone like Mr. Beast, who has like, mil- like tens of millions of yeah. followers. Like it, I, I would say I'm a solidly middle class YouTuber. <laughs> I am a I am a middle I am a run of the mill middle class YouTuber where like it's like I don't you know I live like a normal person yeah but I make all I make all my money from YouTube and to a lesser extent um, Instagram ads mm-hmm. um, yeah but I didn't think we didn't think that was we didn't think that was possible mm. we were kind of told more or less explicitly that it's like well you guys can leave but good luck out there. Mm-mm. And so we carry, I mean, oh my God, yeah. We carried that with us for a long time. Yeah. For a long time. And it was really difficult to kind of take the leap um, towards a future where, like, we were kind of responsible for our own stuff. And then we found out that, like, actually it was not as hard as, like, I think I was like, oh my God, it's going to be, we're going to struggle for a whole year. And, like, we're not going to be able to pull a salary. And it's going to be really hard. And, like, we broke even in two weeks. And then we were like, oh, maybe we were lied to. (laughs) Could it be that we did not have all the information? Perhaps. But then we got the information and we were like, oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. So obviously this show is on YouTube now as well. We just launched it yesterday with like 25 subscribers, which I'm really excited about. Listen, the first thousand are the hardest. And then. Well, the first, the first. That's my goal. I really would love. I said. By the end of the weekend, it didn't happen. I wanted a thousand. I was the like, th- let me get a thousand in two days. The th- that, that's tough. That's a th- <laughs> and then I was like, okay, maybe by the end of the month. That's like, tough. I would say the first. Well, actually, that's not that's not true. The first ten thousand are the hardest. Mm-hmm. The first ten thousand. Once you get to ten thousand, it's a little bit easier to grow from there. Yeah, but like it's you know I think that's true in like a lot of it like is in true. a lot of social channels. Like I, which you know, uh, I mean. YouTube doesn't have a vested interest in this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the best way to promote your YouTube videos is to make TikToks, which I know to be true, but I still don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I understand, and I've seen this work because I have done it before, mm-hmm. and I'm like, wow, this was a great success for us. Can't wait to not do that again. <laughs> but it's true. Like, you make TikToks, and, like, it. that's how people grow. TikTok is, like... It's wild. It is a. It is phenomenally how easy it is. We talk about this. Like yeah. TikTok, it's it's like you can. Every person is like one or two viral TikToks away from like launching their TikTok. Mm. Like that's how easy it is. Whereas YouTube's much harder. You have to grow because like the YouTube audience has to want to stick with you, and so you yeah. have to grow that over time. But right. like you grow a TikTok, you you have a couple of viral TikToks. People are like, okay, that's true. Yeah, that's. I mean, say even as a. Even as a user, yeah, like it's like I yeah. I know that to be true. Yeah, the algorithm so. it's really really good at finding the stuff that people want to watch. Yeah, and then like yeah, it's because this is all kids watch YouTube and TikTok almost exclusively. Yep, and like which is wild to me totally. I did not grow up in that world. Same. And yet I make content for people who do. So it's like I feel like I'm speaking in a language I don't understand. <laughs> But I'm doing it fluently. Right. So that's, everyone's that's confused. Like, <laughs> it's like, this is like a peek behind what goes on a, con- on a content yes. creator's head. You're yes. just like, I don't know really what I'm doing. But I don't I know. I just think I'm doing what I'm doing, but I don't really know. But Yes, it's true. <laughs> a lot of content creation is like, you guys like this? Okay. Yeah. I don't really understand. But totally. Uh, that is so yeah. true. All right. Like, I don't it's know. so true. Well, it's funny because in... And it's so, it changes so dynamically from like day to day, week to week, month to month, where yeah. like things that people loved today, like tomorrow, they're going to be like, what is this? Oh, that's absolutely true. I know. Well, it's like exhausting. even because like the majority of my social and I, I on a much smaller scale than you, like I'm realizing this because for forever, my content was all hair content. Yeah. And then people just were like, meh. And I started posting like 
some personal stuff like lifestyle and uh-huh. people loved it. Because they want to know. Like, And I was like, what? They want to know who like, you, they want to know yeah, you. Yeah. They want people. Here's the thing. People are nosy. So they're nosy. She's mosos is what we call they're nosy. it. <laughs> they're, nosy. <laughs> they're so nosy. And they want to know about others. Yeah. And like, I think, I think Jonathan Van Ness is a really good example yeah. of someone who um, is like, is a person, is like a person first. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like one great thing about him is that he's also like a good hairstylist. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, that's kind of the, you know, one of the wonderful things about you that you have is that you are a fun, warm, like engaging person to be mm-hmm. around who also has like this great skill set. Mm-hmm. And like, if you don't have the first part, the second part doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For a long time, BuzzFeed tried to make uh, content about beauty um, and, like, hair that was, like, completely divorced from personalities. Yeah. And it flopped terribly. Yeah. I remember those videos and being like, why don't they just, like... Doesn't work. They tried to make it, like, tasty content. Yeah. They tried to make... Uh, because you can divorce food content from personality. Totally. Believe it or not. It's not as effective as when they're married, but, like, you can you cannot divorce personality from mm-hmm. beauty, beauty and, and yeah. fashion. You can't. It's not, it doesn't work. Mm. Um, so interesting. Yeah, because people don't want to engage with just like stuff. They want to engage with like, what does that stuff, how does that stuff create a person? How yeah. does that stuff create a personality that you want to emulate mm-hmm. and be around? Mm-hmm. And it's like, how does that, you know, like we think of this stuff as divorced from um, what makes us appealing to others. And like, but it's, it's integral to that, mm. which I don't know. I don't even think of that. We probably, we probably understand that it's integral to that, but it's, uh, n- you know, you can't just be a, you can't just be good at your skill. You have to be good at being like a friend and yeah. a person that people want to be being like a human. Yeah. That's yeah. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. And I think I understand the psychology of it, but just like, it's interesting when you're creating because there's like this line where if you're trying to create for what you think people want to watch, like it doesn't hit necessarily, but it's like, you got to create stuff that you actually, that's like genuine and authentic. Like there's this interesting mix. And I, I I feel like only other content creators get this. Cause I think about it a lot. Like if I could go do this thing, whatever it could be, I don't know, bungee jumping. Right. But it's like, if it's not something that is like, Paula would go bungee jumping. Like people aren't going to react to it or they're not going to like it as much. It is crazy. Like they might, like a random might come across and be like, oh, let's like look at this big girl. Like bungee jumping, right? <laughs> but like, like, so there's an element of like maybe, but when you're talking about creating like a lasting conversation or creating sort of a community, I guess, for lack of a better word, it is this really interesting space where it has to be real. Like it has... It's so, int- I don't know, and I, it, I, there aren't really words, I feel like, but I know you get it. It's, I, I, I'm so aware to of it. Wanna, people have to want to be your friend. Yes. People have to want to spend time with you. Spend mm-hmm. as much time with you as they do your actual friends. Yeah. Because if they don't, they will not, they will not hang out with yeah. you. Yeah. Like, you know, the thing about TV shows and movies is that they're full of, like, you know, hot people and compelling stories. And, like, that's, you know, <laughs> we, so it's sort of like... Yeah, I mean, that, it works, but yeah, like, because then you're invested. Yeah, you know, yeah. you're invested in the hot people and the compelling story. And so mm-hmm. it's like, if you are a real person, your compelling story has to be the compelling story of your life. Totally. Um, or else people aren't going to be invested in you. And like, you know, the the thing that's wild is that the compelling story of your life is just the story that everyone else shares with you. Mm. And like, that's, you know, there's a reason why YouTube videos about relatable experiences tend to do better about YouTube videos about experiences that like no one has mm-hmm. where it's like, I, I went to area 51. Like it's not going to be as relatable as like, let's say I did a YouTube video. Let's say if I did, God forbid, let's say I had a, well, I'm not going to say that because there actually, there's been YouTubers that have done that. Um, okay. Like, let's say I do a YouTube video about like uh, doing like a second wedding mm-hmm. that, I mean, if I did a video where I documented the whole process of, of like getting remarried to my wife, it would be game changing for me financially. I cannot tell you how well that series would do. It mm-hmm. would be wild, which is something that I have to keep in mind when I make life choices mm. because it's like, I cannot just make this life choice 
because I know that I will make money from it. Mm-hmm. And like, it's really tough because I know that. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know that if I do, and here's the other thing. My wife is a tremendously compelling on camera. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's, she doesn't, for whatever reason, she doesn't think that she is. And I'm just like, every video we do with you kills. Like you are, you are our like secret weapon. <laughs> like when we need like, because like she did, people just like her because mm-hmm. like she's a compelling person. Yeah. This is not the answer to your question. I, I saw her, off. by the way. I was um, in, in West Hollywood driving. Wait, I saw her driving. Wait, really? Like, yeah, but I, and I meant to text you, but I. Whatever. Wait, really? It's yeah, so I funny. But I was like, what was she doing in West Hollywood? Probably driving. Being, yeah. being gay. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It was gay like, stuff. It wasn't even, it was, it was like, um, I, I was coming down from the Slaughter Republic, like at the, oh, really? like Sunset Plaza. Something. Anyway, it was like the shopping center. That's or something. so funny. What was she doing? Oh, now I'm curious. But it wasn't like fancy WeHo. It wasn't like it was like oh, it Mickey's was like Target, Target. It was yeah, it was like that that place where there's like the um, Trader Joe's and the yeah, Planet yeah, Fitness yeah. and the movie theater and all that. Yeah, oh, it's maybe so she funny. was buying furniture. I don't she know, CB might, too. Yeah, I mean it's possible. We don't have any <laughs> furniture, but yeah, yeah, it's like uh, I know, but but yeah, if you if you see my wife on camera, tell she doesn't. Yeah. She she's like I don't think people want to see me, and I'm like I know people want to see yeah. you. Because I can t- numerically, I can tell. Yeah, yeah. You're like, let's talk about the the numbers. Don't lie. Yeah, the numbers don't. Lie. People love hearing about yeah. you and love hearing about your story. Yeah, metrics. Like, yeah, it's listen. But yeah, it is true. Like, I, like, I, like I could do. Like, let's say I did a video where I was like, I went to the Met Gala. I don't think that would do as well as here's my second wedding. Yeah, isn't that wild? Like. But I like okay. So here's my other question. Yeah. Um. So when you go to create your um your other con your content for your channel, is sure. it something that's like really like you sit down and you like write out ideas? Is it just like what should we talk about today? Is it like how do you? No, that's. <laughs> so I'm, um, it's not we so like. Listen. Sometimes we'll pick what we're shooting the day before. Sometimes we have longer videos that, like, take, like, right yeah. now we're working on a drag video. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Um, so, like, that's going to be, like, a bigger video. It's going to take longer to put together. But, like, you know, most of the time we will choose what we're going to shoot the night before or, like, maybe the day of. Um, and then, like, we'll go get our foods that we eat and then we'll just talk about them. Like, it's, I mean, I feel like this is, like, I'm bragging about this, but it's, like. Well, but it's also understandable because you've been doing this for so long that it's not like you need weeks of rehearsals in order to turn on the camera and speak to it in a way that is authentic. It's, like, it's just, I'm a professional. I've reached the point where I can just talk. Yeah. It's not cost effective for me to write out. And also, even if I wrote out, like, a script for these videos, no one would. They wouldn't, it would seem weird. Like, they wouldn't seem natural. Totally. Um, and, like, yeah, people might now look at this and be like, well, that's because your videos are less interesting. And I can tell because you don't prepare for them. And it's like, <laughs> they, I've never, guess what? I never prepared for them. I've never prepared for any video you've watched. No videos you've watched have I ever prepped for beyond just I'm in a situation. It's like, that's, but my, the theme of my content is I seem to have found myself in a situation again. Let's talk about it. <laughs> So that's so good. I love it. Um, okay, so l- like, what's next for? Um, like, what are you excited about that you're working on right now? So right now, I'm 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 work- I'm working on a book. Um, it's not about being fat. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm working on a book. It's like it's getting close. Mm. It's getting close. It's, Amazing. It's like I've I've been working on this. But I say I'm getting close. I mean, the book itself is not getting close. Like the 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 proposal that I can, the the thing the thing that I am. Eh, I should, well, the theme, the the business part of the book, yeah, is getting close. The with nonfiction books, you you sell first, then write. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and then I'm yeah, I'm just I'm performing now. Like I'm just kind of doing <laughs> and, and selling and selling out. I'm okay at these performances. I, BTW. Listen, one one show. I'm most. I don't do. I just, listen, if you want to put, if you want to book me on your show, I will always go on your show. <laughs> I, I have like I have ten. 
at least maybe more maybe less who knows we won't know if i have less until you put me on your show we'll find out together how many minutes i actually have i found myself in a situation i, I found unfortunately i have found myself in another situation i feel like that's gonna be your second book i know like, the title I, of your second that's kind of if i wrote a book about my time at buzzfeed it would be i found myself in a situation <laughs> What do I do? Yeah. I, that's the thing is I've lived like two books in like the last like, like two years. Oh my like I, my wife came out as trans, which mm-hmm. is going to be it's whole, a whole, it'll be a whole book, but like, that's not, that experience isn't cooked yet. Yeah. It's like the thing they say about writing memoirs and writing essays is like, don't write the thing until you've gone to therapy for the thing. Uh I mean, makes like, because sometimes you'll read. Personal- that was a big thing too. I remember, like, some of the. You'll read personal essays where it's like, yeah. you should have gone to therapy for the thing first. <laughs> you did this in the wrong order. <laughs> nope, because you are processing on the page, and I can tell, and your thoughts are not cooked yet. Yeah. This is a whole other. But cool. I see that so often with people, like, I mean, you where. They want to talk about, they want to use their experience in order to whatever, gain a following, connect yeah. to the community, whatever it is. And it's like, they haven't actually fully finished the thing. Yeah. And you're, you're even going one step further and saying, go to therapy, finish the thing, go to therapy for the thing. And then tell you people have about to, the thing. You have to finish. I'm, so I'm kind of breaking my own rule right now because I'm writing a book about something I'm sort of experiencing as I'm yeah. doing it. But even then I'm like taking the time to kind of process for right. I like, but yeah, it, that's, you cannot go you cannot write the thing yet until you it's like you can't write about an explosion while it's still exploding mm-hmm. you have to you have to do it after the explosion yeah. is over mm-hmm. like and i think some people don't necessarily know when the explosion is over so mm-hmm. they're just like in it it's like whenever you see a a personal essay that goes viral because like it's clear the person in the situation has not it's still in the emotion it's of still it. in the emotion of it and it's not necessarily because here's what this if you don't give it some time and distance and therapy, you may have some perspectives on the situation that are, for lack of a better word, fucked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you don't want to go online and show your butt. <laughs> when, if you had just taken some time and distance. the internet will keep it there forever. Forever. And we'll That's all anyone will ever see. The internet will be like, look, it's your butt. You, you showed it to us. <laughs> Whereas if you'd just taken a couple of months and processed, you could have put on some pants. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's uh, but yeah, that's um so like I have books to write once I'm once I'm done processing and like I'm just performing and like, you know, put put me on your show. Um, or don't, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm really I'm happy when I'm busy. Um and Same. And, and creating. Yes. I'm yeah. happy when I'm busy. I love, I love stand up. I love talking to people. I mm-hmm. love doing stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Thank or, you for coming, by the way. Of course. I like, love, yeah. I, love, were, I was like, who do, who do I just love to talk to? Like you're at the top of the list. Thank you. I, that's, <laughs> listen, I love talking to you too. Like, and also you have great dogs. There's like lots, lots of, per- I know. <laughs> All the- this dog is asleep. <laughs> All the dogs are just like, it's nap time. Everyone's being so loud. I know, right? Like, I'm just going to lay here and be loved. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it. Well, that's cool. I mean, oh, oh, sorry. Speaking of, I just, sorry. I'm sorry that I moved. How dare you? I know. I moved and objected. <laughs> um, okay, so how do people find, like, where should they go to find you and connect with you? Yeah, so I am on every social channel as my name. Uh, it's, I think I'm It's Kristen Cherico. Yeah, on, we'll tag it and link it. It's Kristen Cherico. I'm Kristen Cherico on Twitter, but, like, that's a singing chip. Um, okay, are you on the I'm new on every, one? I'm on everything. Are you on the new yeah, one? Yeah, on Threads. Yeah. Threads is also fast growing right now, yeah. so it's like, gotta, gotta get into the thing. But, yeah. But I'm, I'm Kristen Cherico on every platform on TikTok, on Instagram, on threads, on yeah. Twitter. In real life. In real life. I'm I'm still remain I remain Kristen Cherico. Um <laughs> uh, on YouTube I am the Kitchen and Jorn show. Mm-hmm. How did you come up with that name? Okay. So we were doing a live stream once. Uh, we were we were playing a video game live and someone it was me and Jen playing this game and someone said like oh it's Kitchen and Jorn and it made me laugh. So it's and I also misread it. I I it was uh- 
I miswrote it as Kitchen and Jorn. It was actually Kitchen and Jorn. But it made me laugh so hard. And then people just started pitching like other like bizarro iterations of our names. Like khaki and jeans. And like it, I could not stop laughing. And That's so it's so funny. Then after that, I was like, oh, we're just Kitchen and Jorn. That's just our names now. Well, and it's funny too, because I never, I've never thought twice about it. Like, like when I know that that's because I know that's the name of your show, it's like yeah. funny. And I'm like, yeah, of course, Kristen's, of course yeah. it's the name of Kristen's show. Like yeah. it's such a funny, like it works. Yeah. I'm kitchen. That's Jordan. I mean, yeah. my name is Kristen and her name is Jen. But yeah. Like it's just kind of, it's so funny. Yeah. It's just bizarre. I don't know. It's, it's easy to copyright. Cause it's not. Kristen. Yeah. Also, there is a Kristen and Jen who do stuff together. Oh, really? Yeah. So I was oh. like, okay, well, we'll just kitchen keep, and Jordan we've lost custody of our names. So. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, okay. So I think you know this by now because we've obviously we've spent time together. I love Crocs. Oh, I also love Crocs. <laughs> yes. we, I, we know I, I love Crocs. <laughs> I, lo- I listen everything give all up, you up. haters were making fun of me in 2017 when I did that Crocs video because you're like Crocs are ugly no they're not you were wrong <laughs> I love them <laughs> so good okay I love the two I have so yeah. many various Crocs yeah. it's obscene uh-huh. at this point um, but on the Paul Pearl show everyone gets a pair of Crocs that I pick out especially <gasps> their hand picked Crocs oh my god oh my so- god let me give you a pair of Crocs today. oh my god oh my god what <laughs> these are perfect Perfect. I know, aren't they? You nailed it. Oh my god, how did you know? I just I don't know. I have like I think you this is good I instinct. think this is my future of like some my you my are collaboration. So good at this. Thank you. I'm manifesting a Crocs collaboration, but I also think there's something where like I can actually like match the Crocs to the person. Yeah. Like I think Crocs, listen, come on. Season two. Let's make Listen. it a thing. Like, I think it's a oh thing where I, I'm i going to do some Crocs styling. Those are going to be my authentic Listen, videos that I post. You should. You should do You should do Crocs styling. You should do it with, like, the little, like, uh, gems Gibbets, and stuff like yes. that. Is that what they're 1, called? 1,000%. Yes, Gibbets. it is. Gibbets. 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 I don't know. Listen, I'm not into the lore. I just wear them <laughs> on my feet. Wow. I'm so, oh, my God. Uh, thank you. Do you love so them? much. If you were a pair of Crocs, I, you would be pink scarf, sparkly I, Crocs. I would be pink sparkly Crocs. Oh my god! <laughs> no, these are so cute. I'm not even saying this for camera. These are so cute. I'm so excited. This is the best. They're this so is, good. I, I hope they fit. You don't. Yeah, you have very seven. small feet. I so I have like square. I have like Hobbit feet. I have like my feet. We're not gonna show my feet because like it's not that. <laughs> kind, it's not that kind of show. Mm-mm. But you like, pay, you gotta pay extra, you pay extra for this. But I have like I have short square feet. Mm-hmm. So and I have high arches too. Oh. So like, yeah, I'm I have a podiatrist who I see who's just like, I don't know. I had to pay a thousand dollars for insoles. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. It's a mess. It's but yeah, well, and you I do have high arches. Actually. I know I have high I have high arches and square feet. It's I've been inexplicable feet shape, which is why I like Crocs, because Crocs are basically like shaped like thumbs, which is like what my feet are shaped like. I posted a meme <laughs> recently on Instagram oh, that yeah. was like, this is what your feet look like. In Crocs, yeah, like two In thumbs. Crocs, it's literally just two thumbs. Literally just two thumbs. I'm already like, how can I get them on my feet? Yes, get them <laughs> on your feet. Do it. These are so, I know, maybe I can get a reaction. I'm going to find out. Yeah, perfect. They're These are perfect. so cute. These are perfect. They are so cute. Wow. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh, you you're welcome. It. Thank you. Of course. Thank you, thank you. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for this conversation. I mean, I knew, I was like, should I prep her? Should I? And I was like, no, we're just going to go. No, we're just going to go. I'm just like, I'm a professional. A professional. a professional. I have lots of things. To, I have lots of shit to talk. So much. <laughs> I know. Right? All the days. Same. Same. Honestly. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining in this conversation. And thank like, you. Yes, you guys can go find Kristen. And if you love this, you already know what to do. Please subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell your neighbors. Of your enemies. I don't care. Tell somebody. Tell your dogs. About the Paul, yeah, tell your dogs about the Paul Brown Show. <laughs> Sign them up on YouTube. Click subscribe. And um, everywhere else that you listen to podcasts. So we'll see you guys next time. Bye! Bye. <laughs>